Hello, everybody. You're listening to 99th and Main, where the majority lives. I'm in the studio today with my buddy Brad. We're going to be talking about a lot of topics, talk about upcoming shows. And uh, one of the things we want to talk about is that 99th and Main, that's where the majority lives. And why we say that is because people like us, that's where we live. Now, Brad, one of the things that we want to talk about here is we've got an election coming up. And we talk about elections and how important they are. We want to encourage everyone to vote in the upcoming municipal election, Tuesday, November 5th. And, you know, I've been looking some things over, and I'm going to talk a well, little thing, bit. One th- let, me, let me cut you off there, Randy. One thing you said, you said encourage everyone to vote. Yes. And at one point in our history, not really not too long ago, it, everyone couldn't vote. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the greatest thing, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't know about. They don't know about the history of voting and how we got to where we are today. Now, voting has not always been for everybody, and even in this country. That's correct. I mean, let, let's go way back to the, the beginning of our country. In 1776, Randy, do you know who could vote in 1776. Well, I and, and let me tell you what, it wasn't everyone. I I, I do know that, and and why don't you why don't you tell people who could vote in, 19, in, in 1776? In 1776, white males that were 21 years and older who owned land—that's all that could vote. No one else could vote. No women. No blacks. No 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 one. That was the only people that could vote. And if you go back a little, just a little sidebar to that conversation. If you go back even before that, and go back to the founding of Jamestown in 1607, that was probably the first election ever held by white men on the North American continent, okay? And only 6% of the residents of Jamestown could vote, the landed white males. So uh, voting has went through a transition in America. And as the country grew, and as the population grew, more and more people were added to the voter rolls. Uh, one of the things that happened in 1868 with the 14th Amendment guaranteeing citizenship to everyone, uh, and that opened up a, a lot of uh, uh, voters. And I think they started to expand voting in this country about 1834, letting more than just landed owners, uh, landowners vote in, in elections. But still, 1834, women couldn't vote, blacks couldn't vote. Yeah, the, the 14th Amendment in 1868, Randy, what it did, it grants full citizenship rights, including voting rights, to all men born or naturalized in the United States. Did you hear what you said there? I, I all did. men. Right, still still no women. That's right. I mean, still no women, still no, still no blacks. But, you know, as we, as we jump ahead a couple years later, there's the 15th Amendment. That's about 1870. Correct. And that... Uh, that eliminated... The, the 15th Amendment eliminated some of the racial barriers to voting. But one thing about it, the 15th Amendment, still no, Native Americans could not vote. That's right. That's exactly they right. They were still denied the right to vote in, in 1870. And several states passed uh, uh, Jim Crow laws and other uh, bars, poll taxes and other bars to blacks voting in the South after Reconstruction. Now, after 1870, 50 years later after 1870, you jump to 1920, which was the 19th Amendment. And, and we all know what that did. We do. 
women got the right to vote in 1920. But, women, women got the right to vote nationwide. Right, right. There, there were some states that had already allowed women to vote and run for political office. I think 1869, the state of Wyoming opened up the vote to women and, and they elected the first woman governor in this in this country. But, but 1920, the 19th Amendment, gave women the right to vote nationwide. And then we progressed on from women having the right to vote to 1924 when we had the Indian Citizenship Act passed and that allowed Native Americans in this country to have the vote. Yes, citizenship and voting rights. Yes. So. And as we moved on uh, into the 1960s, of course, we had the 1964 Civil Rights Act where people couldn't be discriminated because of their race and, and there were other religion other, or education other protected groups yes and then ni- the 1965 voting rights act which did away with a, a lot of the laws in the south that barred uh black people from voting and, and then, as we as we go a little further than that just not too long ago randy at, in 1971 was the 26th amendment now now hold hold Wonder what our if our voter if our listeners know what the twenty sixth amendment did. Well, I'm I'm about to tell you. <laughs> the twenty sixth amendment lowered the voting age from twenty one to eighteen. Yes, you know, and I can remember, I can remember the the argument back in that that time. If a if a kid could be sent to Vietnam and get his ass shot off, he ought to be able to vote. So. So uh, that that uh, was one of the big things about uh, if he could serve in the military, 18 years of age, be sent into combat. Why why wasn't he allowed to vote back here in this country? All right, Randy, you take all these changes and these amendments to our voting to our voting laws. Even today, even today, in some states, they're still they're still trying to suppress vote voters. Well, that that's true, and you know. Uh, some some states go a little far with their voter ID laws. Their pur- Georgia just purged three hundred thousand people off of the voting rolls in Wait, the state of Georgia. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand were purged from the, uh, the voter rolls. Voter rolls rolls in Georgia, and that just happened today or yesterday. Now, I I would assume them three hundred thousand. I would almost bet. 85, 90% were black and lower income people, I would I, assume. I would, I, would, I would think so. But the way, they, the way they justify that is they say, well, these people haven't voted for this many elections, so we're going to go ahead and, and take them off the rolls. And, and I don't really think we should be doing that. Well, see, and, and, and you talk about why people hasn't voted in four, five, six, seven elections, and, and they, uh, they uh, take them off the voter rolls. And in, le- in future shows that we're going to do, we're going to talk why it is important to vote and why you should vote. Absolutely. I mean, you hear people say, well, they're all crooks. Well, my, my vote doesn't matter. And as we, as we do future shows, we're gonna, we're gonna argue some of those facts. Well, I, I can just, to give you a, a, a case in point about how every vote counts. And I think a lot of us all remember Al Franken from Saturday Night Live. He, and, and Minnesota. He yeah, was and from Minnesota. He ran for senator in Minnesota. He won that election to become a United States senator by 312 votes. So every vote did count in that election. In the entire state. He yes, in by, the entire state. He won by 312 votes. Well, Randy, we had one here not too long ago in our own county. 
in a primary where the sheriff's race, the sheriff, the candidate only won by 48 votes. Well, there you go. See, so every vote does count. And I remember several years back in a city council race, there was one decided by 20 some votes here, 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 in, here in Anderson. Well, and just, just cases and points about why voting is important. And there's a Harvard study out today that talks about the election of Donald Trump, and I'm not going one way or the other on, on the Trump uh, situation in this show, but the Harvard report says that Donald Trump was probably elected due to their data, using their data, by non-voters, people that didn't get out and vote is what allowed him to win the election. And so, so every, if, you, if you don't like Donald Trump, yeah, it was non-voters that uh, probably got him elected. So if we don't want people that are questionable to serve public office, we have to get out and vote. Correct. I mean, could you imagine, I mean, going way back to 1776, Randy, could you imagine if today only white males that were 21 years old that owned land could vote today? That, that'd be terrible. I mean, what what what, uh, what would our system be like today? Well, yes, it'd be wor- worse than, than what it is today because we, we, we have a lot of uh, white male wealth and privilege that, that uh, exerts tremendous influence on elections today. And that's why I tell people, and you know, this 99, 99th of Maine, this is a show for the kind of people we are, the 99% rather than the 1%. And so it's important that we get out and vote for the candidates that best represent our interests. And so uh, uh, we'll cover uh, uh, voting issues in, in future show, shows. We'll talk about uh, why it's important uh, for people to vote. We'll talk about voting uh, a little more in detail, how you can get involved in, in getting out the vote. Uh, probably not going to happen in this election, but future elections, you know, I, I, people's got to be more involved. And, and why you should vote for one political party and not the other. Well, we can talk about that. We can give people reasons and we can draw a, a, a clear distinction between uh, the parties, uh, the major parties in this country today and who they represent. So I, I want to thank you for, for listening to our little diatribe on voting and we'll talk more about it. And uh, we'll be talking to you out there on, on the streets about And speaking of the streets, uh, I just happened to see a great event downtown. They rescheduled trunk retreat from the 26th to the 28th, and there were thousands of people there. I, I heard the estimate was around 2,000 people. Well, that's there. thousands, there is, isn't it? That, 2,000, that, that's that, thousands. That's thousands. That's with an S. <laughs> in, in Dickman Park there on Meridian Street yes. in Anderson. What, what, what a great event that was put on by the Anderson Police Department and, and Mayor Broderick of, of Anderson. And, and Randy, you that the Dickman Park is your back. back That's my backyard. You, you you explain to our listeners what was going on that day. Okay, so so when we when we look at at trunk or treat and what it is, we had several several police officers. I'll say there was about twenty police officers involved, uh, probably a, a dozen squad cars, all with their trunks open, allowing kids in the costume or not in costume. You didn't have to be in costume to participate and they're passing out Halloween candy to the kids. And you know, that's gotta be the safest way for your kid to trick or treat 
that there is. Well, I, I'd, I'd like to get my, I'd like for my candy to come from a cop also. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. So it's a great thing. Uh, Mayor Broderick, uh, Anderson Police Department do a great thing by having trunk or treat, but there was one fact, there was one thing that changed. We didn't get the movie Ghostbusters like they had originally planned. But that, that's all right. That's, that's okay. All, everything turned out fine. There was 2,000 people there. They were all happy. And I, I believe they were happy and the kids were happy. That's the most important thing. The kids thing. were happy. Now, Randy, 99th and Main, we're taking this, we're taking our show on the road. On the road, baby. We we're are traveling. going to Carmel. Yes. November 13th. Yes. And uh, we're going to have a special guest that yes, day. Yes. And that guest is going to be Dee Thornton. She's the Democratic candidate for Congress in the 5th District. Now, didn't she run last time against Susan Brooke and come up a little short? Yes, but she, she uh, uh, got more votes than any other Democrat running for Congress in the whole state of Indiana. Oh, yeah? Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't know that part of it, Randy. So, so uh, Dee ran strong. Uh, and she's going to be running again. She's got name recognition now. You know, she's a graduate of the University of Louisville. Nice lady. Uh, did, did she play? Did she play any sports there? Basketball. She's a basketball player from from University of Louisville. And so uh, uh, we're going to be uh, having a pro- podcast from a secret location in Carmel, Indiana, undisclosed. We we can call it our Carmel studio. <laughs> our Carmel studio. And so. Uh, uh, we'll have a little fun with that. We'll have a little fun talking with uh, uh, D. Thornton. You know, when you talk about going on the road, I was watching a show last night, and it's called uh, Antique Road Show. You ever seen that show? Is that is that where they like they, they do appraisals or auctions yeah, or yeah, something like bring, that? People bring stuff in, and and, and these uh, experts in all these uh, different fields of uh, antiques. You know, whether it's oil paintings or sculpture or Americana memorabilia, whatever, they appraise this stuff. And you know, I've seen uh, uh, Indian blankets on there, I've seen Chinese sculptures, I've seen uh, oil paintings that have been lost for 100 years, nobody knew where they were at, and they're on the program. And you know, a lot of those people uh, go on and auction that stuff off after they after they get it appraised and it brings brings good money to it. So it's an appraisal, sort of like an auction. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And, and you know, I, I, I got a friend that does um, auctions, too. His name's uh, Sims Auction. I like auctions. Lo- located right here in Anderson. Sims Auction's located right here in Anderson. And he has some events coming up. Uh, November 2nd, at 10 a.m., Sims Auction will be having an auction at 905, 905 Sherman in Franklin, Indiana. At 10 a.m. on November 9th, He's going to have one at 7397 North 950 West in Middletown, Indiana. Then on November 23rd and the 24th at 10 a.m., he's going to have one at 5733 Raider Road, also in Middletown, Indiana. I, I, I wonder if that's uh, um, both the real estate and the content. I, I think it is. I think all three of them are real estate and content. You know, Randy, now if you go there and you buy one of these, one of these houses or all three of them, you and and you and you need flooring for them. Well, no, you got to no. go. You got to go to Witch Carpet. That, huh? Witch Carpet. That's at one twelve West Grand in Anderson. Yes, Cro- across from Frisch's behind Pizza King. It's the old Garrett's Auto Parts store for us old people. 
So uh, yeah, Whit could uh, put all new floors in this house you just bought at the auction. So so uh, so so go visit Sims Auctions. Those those three locations will probably take you up to the end of the year, and you can probably about find anything you want there. Well, yeah, because you know in these auctions you find all kind of things that uh, you never you never th thought about anymore. But you saw that you see this thing, and you say, "Man, I used to have one of those back in 1965 when I was a kid." Okay, and, and so auctions can uh, be very nostalgic. Uh, you can think, find uh, things of value there. You might find a, a dining room table and a couple chair, four chairs. Well, it's just like I said about Busby's Furniture, Twenty Third and Columbus. Yeah, at Twenty Third and Columbus, sometimes new won't do. That's right. So, so, and, and what did you say about the furniture? It's all got a, every piece of it's got a story. Used furniture has a story. Story. It does, and I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure these. Uh, these sites here where Sims Auction is going to have them at on November 2nd, November 9th, November 23rd, and 24th. That furniture there, it has a it has a story also. Well, speaking of stories, what's your story this week on the podcast play of the week? Oh, you want to hear that? Yeah, your podcast pick of the week. You're one in four. I no, no, to, no, no, uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. I'm two and two. Two and two. The Maryland game... I put out at plus five and a half. Yes. But immediately later that evening, if you if you bet it at the time of the podcast, you probably lost. But <laughs> but if you bet it probably an hour later, uh -huh. you probably had a winner because that line went up to six and a half. Oh. And it was a winner. Yes. Because they won, Maryland lost by six. So, so if you took Maryland in the points... At you, six and a half, you would have won. You would have yes. won. Okay. So I'm going to consider myself two and two. Two and two. Okay. This so, week's this week's podcast pick of the week is in the NFL. It's Detroit and Oakland over fifty. Okay. Total points in the game. There's, there will combined, be over 50. Their combined score, I'm saying, it's going to go over fifty. And where's that game being played at? That's at Oakland. Okay. So Brad's podcast pick of the week is Oakland and Detroit over fifty. That's correct. So we'll we'll uh, give you an update on that uh, at the next podcast. Now, you know, now, speaking of voting, Randy. Yes. Our municipal elections coming up November fifth here on Tuesday. And there's several municipal elections around the county. Right. And uh, we we we've talked about the Tom Broderick administration, and yes, I, I think to keep Anderson moving forward and keep the the progress going, we need to vote for Tom Broderick. Yes, Tom's done a very good job as mayor, and I'm not saying that as, as somebody that knows Tom Broderick. I'm saying that based upon what I have seen, progress that I can see, change that I can see, touch, and feel, Mayor Broderick has done a good job. And you know what? I was talking to a high-ranking Republican county official the other day, and said he said exactly the same thing. He said, and this is his own words, I think... Mayor Broderick has done a good job. He's done an excellent job. Yes. He's done an excellent Now, and, and someone else we've had on the show, our last show was Tim Funk. So let's get out there in the first district there in Anderson and vote Tim Funk in. Yes. We, we've had Penny Stevens on our show from Alexandria. She's running for mayor up there. The people in Ellick, please, let's, let's vote Penny Stevens in. 
What about Electra Young over in the third district? Well, we, huh? we, we, Electra's not been on our show, but let's get her voted in. Let's get voted let, in. Let, there. Let's vote her in out in the third. And our, and our buddy Lance Stevenson. Well, Lance Stevenson fifth, fifth out in the fifth. Yeah. He, he is in the fifth. Let, let's get him in there. So those are quality candidates, folks, and we want to make sure that that we get them, you know, on the on the city council. We want a, a mayoral ship here in here in Anderson, Indiana. One up in Alexandria. Quality candidates, and 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 quality candidates make a difference. And these people we're talking about has an opponent. If if we didn't mention your name. You probably don't have an opponent. If yeah. we, and if we didn't mention your name, you got an opponent. We're sorry, we've missed you. <laughs> but th- these people have opposition. Oh, absolutely. And so uh, let's get out there, get them voted in, and continue all the good things and, that we're making happen. And I, I don't know if there is an election or a uh, what over in Chesterfield, but you also got Ed Leonard over there. Ed Leonard running for town board again. Right, over in town board and, and in Chesterfield. And also another person in uh, Chesterfield I'd like to mention is a, is a guy that's on the town board named Scott Harden. See, now I don't know Scott. And so, uh, but uh, if you're telling me Scott's okay, I, I'm going to take you at your word, get him on the town board over there in Chesterfield. If, if, there, if there's an election for town board, on November 5th, uh-huh. vote for them two guys over there. Well, there you go. Well, Brad, I want to thank you for uh, being on the program with me again here this evening, uh, sharing all this information. And, you know, I, I was I was glad when you came to me the other day and said, you know, let's talk about the history of voting in the United States. And I, I, I learned some things here that uh, I didn't know about the exact chronological order of how we expanded voting in the United States. And so that's very interesting and very entertaining. And so, folks, I want you to keep listening to the program. Uh, We're going to be, like Brad said, we're taking the show on the road. We're going to be interviewing Dee Thornton on the 13th of November. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk, uh, to have a uh, post-election analysis and uh, Keep listening to the program, and like Joe Nuxall always said, honey, I'm rounding third and headed for home. <laughs>